On this week's episode, we grow up with 13 going on 30. Is Pat Benatar an expert on love? Should magazines be more like yearbooks? And what's the age rule for dating a 12-year-old when you're a 13-year-old in a 30-year-old's body? Find out now you're listening to Casey's birthday episode of 24 Flames Per Second. Flames per second, the podcast that roasts the films we love most. I'm Casey Rom, and joining me, the to- the beaver to my tongue. I fucked it up. <laughs> no, I just roll through it. All right. <laughs> we only do one take here. Oh shit. Well, I fucked it up. He's the beaver, and I'm the tom tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's Robert Spiewak. Well, who the hell are you? I said my name. Oh, I was in pain. See, we're both bad. Um, <laughs> it's a great start, guys. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. Casey. Um, but yeah, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, this is 24 Flames for a second. I'm Robert Spivak. This is, uh, we're talking about 13 going on 30 this week because it's Casey's birthday and that's the movie she chose for her birthday. Can you guess why? No. It's because I turned 30. Oh. oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Flirty part. and thriving. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so like, or do you feel like you're in a better place being 30 than when you were 13? Yeah, I I don't <laughs> give a shit about as many things as I did. Do when you I was have 13. your your pink house and <laughs> your? Uh, I don't have a, maybe the same career. <laughs> I don't have an editing job at a magazine. Certainly, at the Poise Magazine. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, happy birthday! Thank um, you. Welcome, uh, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, and so yeah, oh, I didn't say this before we started recording. This is the last week of November. <laughs> Um, so fast forward in your brains. It's not November when we're recording this. Um, what? Spoilers, <laughs> uh, everybody. And um, so, but yeah, uh, everybody, well, welcome to the show. So yeah, Casey is on the defense this week. Mm-hmm. Let's introduce the roasters so that we'll we'll just have them in the room here. I oh, thank you. And uh, so yeah, to my right, actor and producer, find their work on social media. Hello Earth Productions. Chris Pepper Hambrick. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Or again to here. Thanks. <laughs> it's so great to be here. Um, but yeah, th- thanks for being here. And next to her, video game journalist and horror expert. Find her on social media at Skatie B. Katie Bennett. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the opposite of a horror movie. Yeah. I'm a little out of Well, I don't know. It's kind of, I, I don't know. They're scary I think elements. we might we might get into some horror yeah. in this. You wake up in a strange man yeah. in your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all sorts of stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, thank you both for being here. And then on the defense, of course, producer of the moth, storyteller. Find her on social media, Casey Rom's Casey Rom. Hello. We know this. These things we know. And so, um, yeah, welcome. Did you watch the movie this week? I did, actually. Um, I had it on while I rolled out 45 Georgian dumplings oh my goodness. for a family feast, and it was brutal, and I think my sister sprained her wrist in the process, so... The things I do. She's gonna get all the dumplings. Yeah, yeah. we already, we already <laughs> ate them. Spoiler: <laughs> they were delicious. Um, now that sounds great. Yeah. I 
when I had Top Ramen while I watched this. Nice. Um, not as good, probably. <laughs> and, Most um, people haven't had Georgian dumplings. The closest place to get them is Portland, so... <laughs> Well, well, I don't know. Maybe I've been to Portland. Um, but, uh, but yeah, do you have uh, any fun facts, any trivia for 13 going on 30 yeah, this Yeah, um, so it's it's honestly not a very like trivia-centric movie. I looked at all the IMDb facts, um, but one thing that I did find interesting was that uh, Krista B. Allen, who played young Jenna in the movie, um, was so good and so, like, emulative of Jennifer Garner that mm. she insisted she play a young version of herself in the movie Ghosts of Girlfriends Past a oh. few years later. So and she got um, it. They had the, they had a good uh, you're the younger me, you're the older me chemistry. Nice. Yeah. I hope they're still in touch just because of that fun fact. That's pretty cute. <laughs> it is. Um, did they what did did they film the adult stuff or the kids stuff first? I believe the adult stuff, they said the ah. thriller scene was one of the first things that oh, they filmed. Okay. So. Interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, great. Um, yeah. And so, you know how it goes. First things first. Moving a minute. All right. Uh, give us a full plot synopsis of 13 going on 30. All 17 years of it. Uh, spoilers and all. And we'll um, give you, or I will give you, a uh, three count and 60 seconds. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Well, here we go. In three, two, one, start. Jenna Rink is a not yet popular 13-year-old who is hoping that her birthday party will get her in with the six chicks, the cool girls at school. Uh, They set her up for embarrassment, and in the process, she hurts her best friend Maddie's feelings and goes to a place in her head where she wants to be 30 and flirty and thriving. She wakes up the next day in a strange apartment with a strange body and a strange man in her bathroom, and over time we learn that she is now 30, and she's kind of a bitch. She uh, (laughs) doesn't talk to her parents. She's best friends with one of those six chicks who is bitchy. Um, She's having an affair with one of her co-workers' husbands, and um, just generally not a good person. So over the course of the movie, she's trying to find her 13-year-old self again. She reconnects with Maddie, who she no longer talks to. Um, He tries to kind of help her rediscover herself. Um, She falls in love with him, but unfortunately... And you're out of time. (laughs) I didn't even get to the magazine, though. Um, anyways, yeah, she's the editor of this big magazine and yeah. um, uh, is giving away their plans to this other magazine. Anyways, there's yeah. this whole... That's one of her shitty qualities, yeah. pre her being her actual yeah, self-embodying the 30-year-old. But um, And she, uh, yeah, is fa- falls in love with Matt, um, but he's engaged and is going to marry... What did you say her name was? Wendy? Wendy. Wendy, mm-hmm. who's in two scenes. Um and uh but she also has to save the magazine magazine. from the brink of destruction which she's about to do and then uh uh, i forget her friend's name lucy Lucy. because my brain is judy the whole time (laughs) Um, because it's judy greer yeah um she fucks it all up uh for jenna Mm -hmm. um they they her and matt Arrange this large redesign, nice mm-hmm. new way of doing the magazine that everyone loves, and then uh, Lucy, Lucy uh, tattles on her, um, and so yeah, um, through through all this stuff, 
uh, Jenna does refine herself and what her priorities are and goes and she's not trying to break the marriage up, but they ha- they talk about their feelings. And mm-hmm. it turns out Matt saved this dream house present that is the symbol of their friendship this mm-hmm. whole time. And he gives it back to her and she goes and wishes on it again at the wedding, weeping. And it's not at the wedding. It's around the corner from yeah. the wedding. Uh, but yeah, she goes and wishes on it and she wakes back up inside the closet where she left off. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, kisses Matt right there right then and they live happily ever after forever and ever yeah. as far as we can tell at least for 17 more years <laughs> um, but uh, yeah that's the that's the movie that's right. 13 going on 30 and um, yeah so uh, we will uh, take a quick break and when we come back we'll get your Move or not your movie minute. We already did that. Your opening statements. All right. Um, this isn't thirteen going thirty. You don't have to live through stuff twice. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, everybody, we will be right back. Everybody, welcome back to Casey's birthday episode, 13 going Ooh. on 30. She made it three quarters of the way through the movie, a movie in a minute, which is pretty good. Yep. Um, and so now let's get your opening statements and why you are here, apart from it being your birthday, defending 13 going on 30. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I am turning 30 on December 7th. Uh, my birthday is a day that will live in infamy. And I have been thinking a lot about, like, what I thought 30 would be when I was a kid. And this movie is definitely a big part of what I thought 30 would be. And even though uh, her life is not realistic for a 30-year-old, I do think that this movie does a good job of kind of taking the plot of Big and making a female kind of more wholesome version of it. Um, And I think that Jennifer Garner just kills it. I love when adult actors play like a young version or like a, like the rock in Jumanji, you know, just give (laughs) give me that like adult playing a child. And I just think it's hilarious 90% of the time. Um, And yeah, ultimately I just think it's like kind of a wholesome fun movie that isn't, offensive and holds up okay uh very good um and so let's turn it over to the roasters um (laughs) let's just start we'll start with the characters uh which is kind of i think the the core of what we wanted to talk about um so my specific beef is with mark ruffalo's character i have some thoughts about the other characters but specifically um you know they set up mark ruffalo to be um, you know, he's the love interest here. Um, and I think that they were trying to make him likable, but he just does things that are ultimately like questionable to me. I am opening my notes. Um, (laughs) first of all, I guess my biggest thing is that he, you know, he's already like this, this girl that has, was terrible to him all through high school. They reveal, um, and he hasn't seen her in years and years and years. And Ultimately, I think it comes down to, like, he is just extremely immature. Like, he's just, like, a man-child because he talks about how he, like, has not been able to feel strong feelings for anyone since, like, essentially her when they were, like, 13 or 14. Um, And, you know, we assume that he's also 30 now. Um, And I think the, the biggest thing for me, like, it comes down to there's, like, one line that he says at the end when... 
she she like crashes their wedding and she's trying to like say like oh I feel like if you you know you, you maybe would want to marry me instead and he says something like you don't always get the dream house but you get awfully close which is just like you're saying that about the girl that you were about to marry and su- supposedly spend the rest of your mm-hmm. life with <laughs> and you're comparing her to houses um, so yeah I just feel like the fact that he is more attracted to a 13 year old mentally version uh, like mentally 13 year old version of a woman instead of like the actual grown adult woman that he is now <laughs> dating um, is a little unsettling to me personally I'll take the the Jenna half of that yeah. of the character issues um, so I think that uh, the basic problem that I have with this movie is that it feels like it's sort of by by fast forwarding Jenna from 13 to 30 they it looks like it's highlighting all of the problems with her like 30 flirty and thriving inauthentic um bitchy type of brand of success while at the same time reinforcing that these are all things it's good and okay to want um I feel like by by validating the emotions and the whims of a 13-year-old in a 30-year-old's body, the film is basically saying that anything that you experience or do or want after the time that you're 13 um, isn't true. Uh, And so the character of Jenna, she learns that she becomes a bitch and she shouldn't be that. But in the end, I'm not sure what she learns beyond you should want the things that you wanted when you were 13. Like her 30-year-old life, she's married. I don't know why it took them that long. Their engagement must have been really long. It seemed weird if they get to, got together when they were 13 to wait 17 years to get married, but that's fine. <laughs> it's another thing. Um, but basically, you should want to marry your first love, and you should want that same house that you wanted when you were a kid. We don't know if she's still at the magazine, but there's nothing that indicates that she's rejected the parts of that 30-year-old life um, other than the being a bitch and lying part of it. Most of her pithy remarks um, about like her newfound wisdom are quoted from Love is a Battlefield, which I think is also very problematic. Um, <laughs> so I just don't know what we're supposed to get from this character. And what she learns is basically not to change. And I, I feel like that's a very different lesson from a movie like Big. I totally disagree with that interpretation. I think that um, she learns that a lot of the things that she wanted when she was 13 didn't give her the life she wanted. She wanted to be one of the six chicks. She wanted to work at the magazine. And she wanted to have this glamorous apartment, which, by the way, is the apartment in the magazine that she's reading. So I think there's a little bit of, like, potential mysticism or, like, dream quality there and that it's probably not a straight-up she turned 30. But (laughs) I think think it's a little more nuanced than that. But ultimately, she learns that even though she has all of these things, she's not happy. She doesn't have true friendship. She doesn't have true love. And that's ultimately what she wanted. She wanted to be 30 and flirty and thriving. And she was none of those things when she had the things that she attached to that. And so even though, you know, when she goes back in time, it's maybe a little unbelievable that she would marry the guy she's into when she's 13 and like move into the dream house. But who's to say that that's not an extension of this kind of dreamy sequence and that maybe she's just seeing for the first time that, you know, this guy who's always been there for her is a better option for her, even though he doesn't look like Mark Ruffalo yet. 
But you don't think the movie sort of validates um, a regressive stance about like what we should want and what is authentic and what is real for us? I don't think so. I think because she is still really 13 the entire course of the movie, she's making decisions the way that a 13-year-old would. And a 13-year-old is not going to learn you know, the same lessons that an actual 30-year-old would. Like, if, if I got dropped into my 50s and had a similar lesson, it would probably not end the same way. Yeah. But I think that it's okay that she is still acting a little bit immaturely because she's still 13. She's still a child. It wasn't that she was acting immaturely. It's more that the, decision, the decisions that she makes as a 13-year-old in a 30-year-old's body are validated by the other characters and the text. If... If um, Lucy hadn't sabotaged her, she would have remade the magazine and been very successful. Her gambit of like thriller at the party is successful. Her romantic choice of Mark Ruffalo is, in a sense, successful. So I feel like what it's saying is that for you to make successful choices as an adult, you need to be making the same choices that you would have made at 13, and I that actually, is authenticity. I actually think that she's not successful in those pursuits because... Um, if she hadn't made the choices she made when she was 13, she wouldn't have been friends with Lucy in the first place. And Lucy has clearly never changed. She's been shitty the entire time. And Jenna was just shitty with her until she came to as a 13-year-old. And so ultimately, I think the choices that she made when she was 13 led to her having her career destroyed. And ultimately, Maddie still says, you know, I'm, I have to stick with the, the plan that I'm on. And, and he doesn't just take her back. Like, she finds out that he still held a candle for her. But it's not like in her 30-year-old self, she gets what she wants. It's not until she goes back and applies those lessons. Yeah, I guess kind of going off what you were saying before, uh, Chris, is that, like, I, I was getting a little bothered at how nobody seemed that weirded out by how she was acting. Like, they were like, huh, she seems pretty hungover today, or she just, something's weird with this act she's putting on. But it's like, she, to... Based on what we've learned about how she turned out to be, um, this like new version of her is a complete separation of that. So I just think it's interesting that they don't, she doesn't get questioned enough, I think. Like people are just like, huh, that's weird. You just must be eccentric and then like, move on. <laughs> So. Well, it's not just that she doesn't get questioned. I'm just really hung up on that presentation about the magazine overhaul. <laughs> like, because it is like the most, I, I just, I would have not been surprised if everyone had looked at that and been like, are you on the middle school yearbook staff? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand the message of like, like, oh man, this is so fresh and authentic and, and real. And I'm just, I'm just not seeing any of that in yeah. the presentation, and it really bothers me that everyone is so blown away by it because it's just like this idea of, um, I mean, granted, it's a very like, like glitzy Hollywood type movie that yeah. is trying to say this thing about like authenticity, which I find completely unrelatable. Um, as I do most of the things in this movie and most of what the characters want in this movie, so that's part of that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, I just keep coming back to the fact that that those things are do not ostracize her in in her new world. Um, those things are 
our benefits to her. And at the same time, I mean, I do want to put, I, I have no objection to any movie reminding adults that you can be a little weird. Like I get looks that she looks all the time myself um, because I refuse to act my age. But, <laughs> but I feel like there's something really um, inauthentic about how this particular movie goes about it. And it just does not feel real to me. I think it's just trying to put a lot of information into a short amount of time, like in terms of the presentation. I don't think we're seeing the entire presentation, just like we didn't see Judy Greer's entire presentation. Okay. We're supposed to get an idea of their very two divergent paths of a restructure from a, you know, 15 second clip. I got that they were different. <laughs> That's for sure. But I think, I, I don't even necessarily think it's authenticity so much as like, returning to you know your roots of what made you happy and not, not just from her point of view but from the magazine's point of view it's the same magazine she was reading when she was a child and it had a completely different look and a completely different mm-hmm. you know type of of message that it was giving her and i think that she truly did love the magazine as it was and wanted to bring it back to that place and the high school yearbook is just kind of a metaphor for that. But even her mother, sorry, but even her mother, when she's 13, looking at the magazine says, these are not real people. Like, these are models. Like, yeah. these are not, this is not an authentic portrayal of what 30 is like either. No. Um, so that's, that's but interesting. It's, it's just a different version. Of, I mean, mag- magazines will never be real life, no matter sure. what. But I think that it's a, a different version of that, like a you know '80s, mid '80s, early '90s. I don't know how what era necessarily she's in when she's 13, but a, a magazine in that era is going to look a lot different from a magazine in the magazines are dying sure. era, and ultimately, like that apartment that she sees, and and this idea of being you know, 30 and flirty and thriving. Now all I hear is like, oh, dirty 30. And I'm like, yeah, it's cuter. I like the the 30 and (laughs) flirty and thriving a lot better because I think this was the tipping point where, you know, 30 was meant to feel like adulthood. And now that I am 30, I'm like, I don't feel like an adult. I don't feel like I have my shit together at all. And I think that it's okay to, you know, be thriving in my own way. (laughs) And you know, trying to find that line between being a 20-something and being a real adult. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, kind of going off of that, I I think it's interesting, like, I kind of was getting hung up on the fact that, like, why 30 specifically was the age that she, like, latched onto, and, like... Rhymes with flirty. (laughs) Right. It rhymes with flirty. It leads, lends itself to the title 13 going on 30, which is catchy. Um, and of course, you know, they introduce in the movies that she sees the thing in the magazine that she's obsessed with mm-hmm. that says 30, flirty and thriving. But I'm, I'm also just wondering, like, I feel like in the 80s, specifically now, not so much, but in, like, back in the day, like, people were kind of scared of being 30, especially, mm-hmm. like, women. It was like, okay, well, everything's, everything's over for you at that point. Like, for some reason, they thought that. And, I feel like there was all this, like, you know, we had John Hughes movies and mm-hmm. music and everything was idolizing, like, being 17 being or being in college even. Like, um, so I just thought I just thought it was interesting that that she decided to, like, skip all that and go just straight to 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's because she felt, you know, insecure, treated like a child and, and just... Because we did used to think of 30 as, like, adulthood. I think there's a reason that it shot over 
the kind of college era and the high school era and it's because she wanted to be established and she wanted to be done with all of this like petty drama and bullshit that she's dealing with from the mean girls at school so i think um so i think chris i think you have a lot of issues with just like the overall themes and like messaging of this movie and me i keep getting hung up on like these like just weird logical things (laughs) that are happening and i just can't so they establish that she's like stuck in thirty year old land for like at least a few weeks because Mark Ruffalo specifically says like I've felt things over the past weeks that I haven't felt <laughs> since I was thirteen or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I just I, I why does she keep forgetting that she is in a thirty year old woman's body? <laughs> um, she just keeps doing things that are like questionable like. I don't know. I feel like she'll have a moment where it seems like she's she's figured out, okay, this is my life now and I need to like start playing the part and like grow up and like really assume this role that I've been thrust into. But then it's like then she's like her friends like, "Oh, look at that cute guy." Right. And then she goes and talks to a 12-year-old boy. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Just that it's like how do you keep forgetting that you are not a 13 anymore? Yeah. I mean, I guess to me, the opposite of that would be, like, overly sexualizing her because, ultimately, it's very chaste, even her romance with Mark Ruffalo's character. Like, they have, like, one small kiss the entire time she's an adult. And, like, comparing the movie to Big, which gave me a lot of heebie-jeebies, I'm like, oh, that's, like, kind of a nice way around it. And so the part with the 12-year-old, while, like, kind of gross, is also comical because it's, like... She's she's not aged enough to like be attracted to thirty year olds. <laughs> like she's still That's attracted fair. to teenagers because she feels like a teenager. Yeah. And I mean, and, and thank God that the whole thing with Mark Ruffalo and was pretty like chaste <laughs> because just even I don't know even just the notion of like every time I just kept reminding myself that like she is thirteen mm-hmm. and interacting mm-hmm. with these grown men <laughs> right. um, yeah. was just kind of strange to me. <laughs> but I mean. We've talked on this show about Big before, and like heebie-jeebies aside, which are totally valid, (laughs) I just find so much more to relate to in Big about the process of of getting older and about the difference between adulthood and childhood, even down to like what I want out of life. Like the values of Big seem so much closer to my understanding. And that was one of the other problems I had with this movie is that it is part of a larger Hollywood pattern about you know telling girls and boys what it is that they should want and like and if you like all of the things that are displayed in this movie I don't think that makes you like a better or worse person of any yeah. sort but it is just very um conventional down the line of like the type of girl that yeah. she becomes and the type of girl that she was it's not one it's not a lifestyle either her 13 year old self or 30 year old self that I relate to in the least I'm much more of a Tom Hanks and big type of person <laughs> um but like that part of it also kind of disturbed me but just more in the general line of like the way that most romantic comedies yeah. really fall into that line of this is what girls are like. And, you know, all of the girls in that movie seem to be like that and respond to the same things. And, you know, in the end, like, even the thing that is displayed, whether or not it's a dream or the real, real, her real 30-year-old life, it is all of the things that basically Mark Ruffalo's character was giving her. So it's like, even the house is the house that, like, he built for her and he is her husband now. And so there's just this very, like, 
conventional tone to the movie and thrust to the movie that that yeah. doesn't get um exploded enough by like the awkwardness of the age change for me yeah i think i don't know to me it just really worked i think that she has flaws both as an adult which you know we only can gather from from what we're given in context and as a child you know she has this drive to be one of the popular girls even though she has like this very lovely friend whether she wants a romantic relationship with him or not he's a good dude and a good friend to her and it's you know 13 year olds suck and so do 30 year olds like sometimes people just suck and they want things and they're selfish and so even though it's kind of conventional I thought it was interesting to kind of let your protagonist be sort of shitty and like have to learn from that and and the part where I feel like there is a change in in her that maybe um you would argue you don't see is right after she does have her kiss with Maddie and and she's got all the girls of the apartment building over for a sleepover and she tells them the story and they're all oh it's so romantic and they ask her when she's going to see him again. And she says, you know, I don't know if I can. It's grown-up stuff. Like, it's complicated. And I do think there is, like, a self-awareness there that, like, he is engaged to somebody else. And that was really sweet, but it might not go anywhere. And maybe that's okay. And, and that kind of self-acceptance, I think, is really important. And even at the end when she shoots her shot and gets rejected, she kind of accepts that rejection. Mm-hmm. And, and she doesn't know if it's going to work, if she's going to go back to being yep. 13. She might just have to live with that consequence, and mm-hmm. she's prepared for it. Fair mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was interesting. I mean, that just reminds me of the line, like one of the only lines the mother has like in this movie where she says, um, no, I don't regret any of the mistakes I made um, because then I, I wouldn't have had to fix them or wouldn't have known how to fix them. Yeah. And I thought that was a very... I mean, it was it was the message that needed to happen in this movie, but it's a very strange message. Yeah. Like, it seems like I don't. It seemed like the message should be more like, I don't regret any of the mistakes because, like, I didn't know what the outcome of those mistakes yeah. would be, or I didn't know I would be prepared for other things or opened other opportunities. But it yeah. just seemed like a very on the nose type of thing. But, um. Yeah, I guess she is very prepared for this specific set mm-hmm. of circumstances in a in a very um, less big and more Christmas Carol yeah. sort of way. Totally. Where, like, I have seen mm-hmm. the future and there's people arguing over my bed sheets and whatnot, and mm-hmm. I don't want that. Yeah. So I'm going to change. Yeah. Because what's interesting to me about this movie is that when I was watching with my roommate, she asked me why... Jenna had changed so much by the time she hit 30. And I was like, oh, no. She hasn't changed at all. No. Like, she has exactly what she wanted. She is on that track when she's 13. Mm -hmm. And that is a really interesting part of this, that, like, it's not about necessarily becoming a different person when you're older. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about pursuing the right path, I guess. Or seeing what that person is with 
you know, the context of being your younger self, which, Mm -hmm. you know, by all accounts, and again, we can only work from context, by all accounts, Jenna is perfectly enjoying her life at 30 years old when she is in her, you know, current timeline or whatever. She likes her friendship. She likes her job. She likes her boyfriend. She likes her affair. Like she likes not talking. Yeah, to we her don't parents. know. Yeah, it seems it it seems like she's doing fine just by context, just by how weird her friends think she's acting when she turns coarse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really interesting because if you had seventeen years to build up to that life, you probably wouldn't realize that it's weird or lonely or wrong. I guess most people don't like wake up and every day I go like I'm a really shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like most of the choices I've made. I mean, unless there's something, some yeah. catal- catalyzing event of some sort. And I totally see, like, both of your criticisms fully understand them. I think that what I liked about this movie is that it sent me down these kind of rabbit holes and it sent me down these, like, philosophical, you know, lines in my own head. And that's that's just kind of how I watch movies in general. But I, I had a lot of, like, self-introspection, and I did when I watched it as a child. I evaluated my relationships around me. I evaluated because I was, I think, 14 when the movie came mm-hmm. out. So I was, like, right in that era. And I did evaluate, you know, a lot of, like, the decisions I was making and and what long-term effects those might have. And now as a 30-year-old, it's like, oh, now I'm evaluating, like, what choices I have made, which ones I'm happy with, and which ones I might want to turn course on. So this is why you're not an editor at a women's (laughs) magazine, Yes. Okay, all right. Good to know. Yes. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. so is being the head, the editor of a huge magazine so easy that a 13-year-old can do it, or <laughs> is um, a corporate office just so aloof that they just don't care what their Technically, leadership yes does? Yes <laughs> Technically, Andy Serkis is the editor. Oh, okay. They are, she, the reason that she sells the information to the other magazine is to become the editor right, of the other right. magazine. Editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief. So she's like an associate editor okay. along with... Uh, Lucy. Lucy. So there's, she's not like at the top of her game yet. But I guess I'm just, I'm surprised at how quickly she just <laughs> continues to just thrive in this office. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I, but I think that's, you know, again, making the comparison to Big, which you kind of have to. Like, they kind of solved that problem in Big by making him have kind of a childish job. Mm-hmm. And I like that they didn't go that way here. It's like, no, you you have this, like, kind of pressury job. And, and I think the scene where the party is not going well, like, she does what a child would do. But ultimately, that's how you liven up a party. Like, just start dancing. That's really all it takes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so in that situation, like, that's really one of the... That and the... And the presentation are the only real examples we get of her being successful at this job. And both of them are totally reasonable for the context of the movie. Well, all right. Interesting. Yeah. We're about at the end. It's time to unmask. Ooh. I reckon. Time to shrink ourselves back to 13. <laughs> Again, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about how we really feel. Casey, it's your birthday. Why don't you go first? Um, so I, this movie's fine. Um, I chose it because I'm 30. Like, I, ch- I chose it. I was like, what, what movies do I know about that involve being 30 specifically? Because I do think it's kind of a milestone birthday. And, um, 
I'm actually like pretty excited about it. So <laughs> I think that there's, I don't know, every like adult I've talked to said their thirties were their favorites and huh. um, I'm, I'm ready. Oh, that better not be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you refuse to ask. I'm much age, older than thirties. So. That's why. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. And so ultimately I think this movie's cute. It's totally fine. I wasn't mad about watching it while I rolled out a bunch of dumplings. Um, <laughs> and I do think Jennifer Garner does a great job of playing this like young version of herself. And it's, it, it was fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Katie? Um, so I thought that I hated this movie, but I, I hadn't seen it in a long time, and it is pretty cute. It's not <laughs> It's not great. I don't want to watch I probably won't watch it again ever. Maybe if it comes on TV or something, but yeah, there. I kind of had to stretch. That's why I was like so sticking to like logical fallacies yeah. <laughs> in the movie, because there's not, there wasn't a whole lot for me that really like irritated me about it like it's a little cringy at parts but it's overall it's pretty cute it's pretty wholesome Mm -hmm. and it just is i still don't love mark ruffalo's character although i love him um but yeah it's this was definitely my first introduction to like mark ruffalo as a leading man and like a very attractive person that i needed to pay attention (laughs) to um but yeah it's fine it's fine all right chris uh i would say that this movie is fine (laughs) I don't Consensus think, is fine. I don't think fine. it's as fine as the other as as you guys do. I I do have a lower tolerance for the like commodification of girliness in hmm. romantic comedies. Sure. Um, partly because I've just always been a really anti girly girl and mm-hmm. I struggle with that. Um, so um, I'm extra sensitive to the like heteronormative mm-hmm. narrative of like this is what feminine success looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm more sensitive to that than I think the movie deserved totally. to be. But it leads me to not super enjoy the movie. <laughs> um, I think the movie's fine. It's cute. I think Jennifer Garner totally nails it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's cultish and appealing. And um, <laughs> I, I think she does a great job. Uh, but it's just not my cuppa. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I Two and think, a half stars. <laughs> I'm glad that somebody was like, let's look at like, the logic of a lot of things that happen because there's a lot of like, I don't know, really forgiving real world like jump. Yeah. Like, like we're just like, okay, we're just letting her go through this few weeks of being an entirely different person. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think that it's, it, it comes to, it's, it's nice and sweet. And maybe like a little too much where you're just like, okay, like Mark Ruffalo, you're really going to live in a big pink house at the end of the <laughs> damn movie? Like, um, but yeah, but I think it does it does do some interesting things. Like him being like, no, I'm going to marry the person I said I was going to marry. So Yeah, I'm glad sorry. I wasn't just straight up. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll just leave For sure. Like, yeah, no, the yeah. movie would have been totally ruined for me yeah. if, that, if that pre-ending didn't happen the way yeah. that it yeah. did. But I think there are some like interesting little things like that, like she doesn't like in big he like shoots to the top of the he gets Mm -hmm. so much responsibility for coming up with like a couple good ideas that is weird and in this one like she she is like sabotaged by herself literally by herself where I mean to be fair Lucy was like digging through her drawers and shit which is no but she did it kind of fucked up but But, yeah I thought thought it was interesting that a few weeks was not enough time to reverse the damage that she had done before her 13 year old self got there yeah that's more realistic to me. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And so there's some, there's some things in there that are like pretty interesting in terms of like 
um, a, a, I forget, what did we call these on Big? I don't know. It's like a body swapping movie, but it's, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, but Age yeah, swapping. in terms of it as like a romantic comedy, it is nothing special. But yeah. I think that the way they treat the age difference thing is kind of cool. But yeah, it's kind of what I, that's what I think. Yeah. All right. And so, yeah, that'll uh, do it for this Your Birthday episode. Casey, happy birthday. Woo, happy birthday. Thank happy you. birthday. And uh, may you, your 30s be better than your teens. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, everybody, we are going to keep chatting for our extended play, which is right after this. It's gonna it's over on our Patreon. If you want to check it out, go and, you can help support the show, patreon.com slash 24flamespod. Uh, you can tell us, you can give us your thoughts. Chat with us on our social media at 24flamespod. If you've got thoughts about Jennifer Garner, 13 Going on 30, Thriller, Brick Springfield, whatever, email us at 24flamespod at gmail.com or to wish Casey happy birthday. You can do that, too. And uh, while you're at it, uh, subscribe to the show. Leave a rating and a review. Uh, I have no idea what we're doing for our December holiday season episodes yet. So we're living in an exciting world of mystery and wonder. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't know what's coming next. Uh, Hold, please, while I look. (laughs) Um, We're recording this way in advance. And I'm going to... Oh, no. Oh, wait. Never mind. No. Hold on. Yeah, no. I don't know what's coming next week yet. Um, But it might be... It might be a Star Wars movie. Because of the new ones. It's like next week or the week after. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't want to look right now. Okay. We're really putting a lot of effort into the show here. So (laughs) please support us on Patreon. Excellent building of suspense. (laughs) Um, You just got to wait to find out. I just don't recall. Okay. Um... But yeah, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. We'll catch you next week after an un- a yet-to-be-named film. But uh, but yeah, everybody, um, happy happy start of December. We'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Fish media.